Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome again to the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. We are coming back to the 12 Days of Ultraman. <laughs> Day 6, the Revenge of Alien Zamu. Yes. Yes, my name is Rich Conroy. With me as always is the Jingle to My Jangle, Mr. Patrick Rooney. Hey everybody, how are you? I'm going to run this into the dirt. I Gotta do it. it. Gotta do it. Yeah. Um, so... Revenge of Alien Zamu, number six in the Ultraman Neo Saga, what February seventh, two thousand and one. Thank you. Um, directed by Hiromasa Mitsudome, written by Junki Takigami, and um, yeah, there's not a lot of info, other information. It was released in uh, May third, two thousand seventeen, on Toku. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which I think all of them were released in the same. Oh, same day, probably. Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure. Fair enough. It's not like the uh, the Netflix series where no. it did kill. No, they don't parse that stuff out. <laughs> they don't parse that stuff out. Um, so we start with um, we uh, two of our heart members are bringing a doctor um, to some sort of conference on dark matter. Right. I'm or trying to get the name of the doctor. Uh, did they even give the name? Of course of the they did. I just can't remember. Yoko Fujiwara. Thank you. Okay, I didn't remember it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's okay. Um, so, but while they're waiting at this airport, they saw Whitey McWhiterson, this guy with that is Mr. Robert Scott Field, who is a, an actor. Okay. In Japan and in America. Yes. yes. And he also played Android M11 in Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah. The really? 90s version, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's very big in the. He goes to all the conventions. He's I could see that. Super, like. He stands he's a out. He's super big fan. Okay. I mean, he stands out so. Oh, he is. Much. The, oh, yes. I mean, he looks like he's a relatively tall guy. And shockingly blonde hair. Yeah, he doesn't have that anymore. But yeah, okay. no, I would think not because I mean that was just oh my god, is it blonde? And he didn't have. I think that that's that was a die job for this role. Oh yeah, I'm figuring it was. Yeah, but it looked like he was taller than everybody else the way it looked to me. Now, yeah, I could be completely wrong. Yeah, but yeah. So he's been in a couple of Japanese things. I did okay. not know he was in this, so it was kind of nice to like. I was like, oh look at. <laughs> you knew who he was. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. I'm like, where did the white guy come from? <laughs> <laughs> Who's this guy, Jim? I wonder oh. if we can find out what his height is. I'm sure if you look up his IMDb page, you could. I'm sure it would give it. No, you would think. No, it doesn't. That's rude. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm not casting the guy. I'm just, I'm just curious. No, no, no. I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Oh wait, we've got. No, that's Jackson Robert Scott, whoever the hell that is. Yeah, don't know. Okay. So, we're out of luck, guys. Yeah, if you know Robert Scott Field, let us know how tall he is. Yeah. He seemed rather tall from my height. From my eyes. From your height? From my height. <laughs> he, well, he was tall for my height. <laughs> for people to be told... She's a bit old for my age, I'm sorry. but uh, For people to be taller than me, it does get a little weird. It's, yeah. I'm tall enough. Yeah. That's we've decided. <laughs> Here's your autobiography. <laughs> Patrick Rooney, tall enough. <laughs> the bestseller. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> tall enough for what? Tall enough. Tall enough. <coughs> Too tall? No, 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 tall no, enough. Just tall enough. Short? No, tall enough. 
Can he get that thing going? Oh, yes. And it works out great. It, I've worked in every supermarket I go through. I just get some little old lady. Can you get that? Book? Yes, I can. I, I, Allow I, me to show you how. Uh, <laughs> look, tall enough. I got you. I got you, lady. Not a problem. Yeah, I get that occasionally too, where somebody's like, I can't reach it. Oh, I got you. Don't worry. Or if you see somebody, they're like, just some tiny woman. Trying, trying to, to scale the shelves, and I'm and like, first off, in some way, please don't. Yeah. You, let me get Wheel this. Full. Is what you want? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure retail shelving is not built for the scaling of human beings. No, 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 no. no. It's called a guest, but <laughs> so yeah, they um, they're they're taking this scientist who's coming from America right. to this conference on dark matter. Yes, and sure enough, a Zamu spaceship. Is that what it was? Yes, it was a Zamu. Okay, right. Fair enough. Well, the. I'm going to give you a hint here. The uh, episode title is Revenge of Alien Zamo. No, I, but I didn't realize that the spaceship was also a Zamo. There you go. That's fair enough. <laughs> That's okay. Um, the fact that it turned into the... The robot of the... The Zamu Revenger didn't tip you off there? No, 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 no. Spoiler for later in the episode. No, 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 no. That's fine. <laughs> Nobody said I was smart. <laughs> Good time. So, <laughs> but then, as they're driving, the UFO gets in front of the car right. that is hard as driving. Right. Some sort of planes shoot at the UFO. The winners. The winners show. The winners show. Yeah. And the car says, "You know what? All right, you guys got this. I'm gonna drive. Right. I'm That's out. Smart. Yeah. Which is good. Doing the smart thing. He's distracted. Yeah. So they're uh, they go after him. Um, they go after the saucer. Now, later that day, Hart begins to analyze that saucer and concludes it's, of course, not from Earth. Right. And it has traces of dark matter in it. Um, after the agent, uh, or the, uh, well, we got, well, the, no, right. they're skipping way ahead on this. We find out that the doctor got to study in America because she took her chance um, when it was between her and another woman. Right. And it turns out the other woman is the girl from Hart. Was she the girl from Heart or was she... She was the girl from Heart. Mm-hmm. Okay, absolutely. That's where I was a little confused as to how... But they, once they get out of the Heart... Once you take her out of the Heart uniform and you put her in that uh, little... Really stylistic mini, robe. Uh, no, well, not only that, but the, the business, business outfit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. You're like, hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about the... They get into it like, oh, well, you know... They go into a little of the backstory of yeah. this woman in heart. Like, yeah, you took my space from me and you know right. to go because to America. Because they had a because they they were completely a hundred percent like neck and neck. Right. So in order to get the scholarship, they did an archery tournament. Yeah, and that's where Japan Bell. Because <laughs> that's the only explanation I've got. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I'm sitting there trying to figure out how this archery tournament got made the choice. Japan. No. Yeah. I and can only assume that that's how it goes. Like, I was here first. No, I was here worse. Fine. Karate tournament? Of course. You know, like... <laughs> and my God. If they could have done this, any more ritualistic Japanese... That's the whole point. I think that's the whole point. Is that's like... Uh, I'm trying to think there's got to be some sort of... Like fencing, you cut. There's certain things you have to do before you start whacking at each other with force. Right, no, right? and I'm good with that. But part. it's more so sumo. For sumo instance. again, have have Japan. It. There you go. Everything's got to be fair enough. There's things there's are very specific ritual to it. tea ceremonies. Very specific right. ritual. Okay. What I'm saying is Japan is big on rituals. 
like, yeah, this is how we do it. We're going to do it this way. Like, blah, blah, blah. You know, okay. Everything's got to be Fair done. enough. Just so. I'm okay with that. I'm good with it, but I mean, for an archery challenge to get completely dressed up in these robes and completely have the bow and arrow above your head. Look, they're beautiful women. Oh, in, not Argonaut. In ceremonial not Ar- garb. Right. And they're shooting arrows. I could not have been more engaged. Oh, I was I was all in. I'm not arguing I wasn't all in. I was like, I didn't know I needed this in my life, but I do. <laughs> Obviously you yeah, do. This is great. But I mean, the, the, I've never seen, I've seen archery tournaments. Right. I get bored as hell, so I don't go to them. Yeah. But I've never seen this much ritual. Pump and circumstances. Pump and circumstances is the word. In an archery tournament right. at all. But again, I'm not Japanese, so I don't right. know Japanese archery tournament. Right, exactly. So they they uh, reveal that um, the, uh, the the girl from Heart was distracted by the scientist dropping, uh, to, one, of dropping her one of her arrows, arrows so and, and she missed the target. Right. And the arrow made such a metal sound. Yeah. They don't use metal arrows in archery tournaments. They just don't. No, I get it. But Maybe that's... Who knows? I doubt it. I don't know. I don't know. To be to get that ritualistic, you got to use wooden arrows. You would think, yeah. But it made such a metal sound, I'm like... Maybe that was done right. for effect, like... It had to be. Everything's very quiet, and if somebody drops them, you're like, oh my god, it's so loud! Oh. Sorry about that, if you're listening with headphones. No, you, I was going for an effect, and I probably just worked. killed somebody. It worked. Uh, <laughs> oh, god. Matt's currently laying outside in the lawn, like, oh, oh my ears! <laughs> that was louder than the mower! But, um... <sighs> so, uh, of course, roles are reversed this time. Um, she... Drops the arrow again, but of course our girl does not miss. Right, and she does on purpose, possibly no. as a as a like mea culpa. You win right. this time. And the other thing that I noticed was, and they didn't want to go to it because of the time, but it seemed very much like these two may have been involved in more than just maybe friendly. Maybe. Back. Oh, so you may, may have romantic entanglement, romantic perhaps. Romantic entanglement, perhaps, but because it was the 90s, you couldn't really go there. Yeah, we were, man, it's possible. It's possible. Um, is it also wishful thinking because you have two attractive Japanese <laughs> women like, arguing at, in period outfits shooting arrows? Sure, sure, if they were to start kissing, why not? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say no. Um, because it's the '90s, it's a children's program. Let's also let's let's also focus. But um, just saying. Have you seen? And now this is archery related, so I'm not going off too far. Go ahead. That when they do modern archery, there's like a trigger thing that they pull the bowstring back with. They have those. It's not just a trigger. It's it's a. They have the thing to protect your fingers. Right, no, but then they like push a plunger. And it releases the string. They don't just go like this. No, I haven't seen yeah, that. Yes. I just saw this recently. I have not seen that. I don't know if it's a competitive thing or it was... But I was like... I wouldn't see well, that as a really competitive thing. It's really I like that. I mean, I could see it being done, but I wouldn't see that as a competitive thing. Because a competitive thing is you have to do everything... Except for, you know, protecting your fingers from yeah. the rope. I mean, maybe it's one of those things that are like, hey, this is the extra protection or what? I don't know. Maybe, All right. Who knows? knows? But I it's know. a thing. But that's fine. Okay. That's just fine. wanted to make sure you knew it was a thing. That's, that's, right. <laughs> that's what we do. There's a, there's a, a sign. Thing, you guys. Gotta go. It's a thing. 
So then uh, it turns out that our uh, our American our Japanese American scientist is an is a Zamu. Yes. She uh, is not really. Oh, what I really like is when uh, they dropped her off at the conference. They uh, Robert Scott Field's got the the, got binoculars. the tiny binoculars that yes. are now like you know gift shop binoculars. Oh yeah, yeah. At that time they were expensive, but now they're not. It doesn't. And isn't he look? It's some sort of a. Uh, it shows that. The aliens are aliens. actual. Yeah, they're all, the limo drivers are actually Zamos because right. since he and this is another spoiler since he is an ultra, he can see the fact right. of what they are through the right. veil that they are wearing that nobody else can see. Right. Yeah. Okay. See, he's yeah. The, his, I think because we see him leave the airport and then get like gunked on the head or something because he drops his briefcase. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, well, that was And that might be. Well, I think that was Ultra Seven Twenty One getting him out of the way temporarily, so that he could take his form. And then at the end, that's a lot of wool gathering. That's the only way it works because otherwise, like, well, he's not a real person, and he is a real FBI agent. Yeah, you know, the just, FBI is operating cause. in Japan. Sure, just cause. Yeah, huh? just cause. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But then we go to the, our doc. Oh, and she gives. Oh, we forgot to mention. We we get a our heart Some member sort of gets weird. a bracelet. Yes. Some sort of weird bracelet. So then uh, she lures Genki to her room. Yes. For uh, the fact that she can't. I can't open my suitcase. suitcase on the floor over there conspicuously. Yeah. Can you do like, that for me? He's like, all right. You bet I can. No problem. <laughs> he opens it up, and then this lightning bolt shoots out of some complex thing. Just yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> a, it's a complete suitcase trap. There you go. That's all I put. Is it's the Ronco suitcase trap. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you need to incapacitate an enemy? Well, have him lure him in with the suitcase trap. <laughs> so he's like, gee, I don't know what was so hard about this. And it's like, and it like tases him. Right, right. And somehow she knows that he is Nails. Nails. Yeah, because she takes the Estrella from him. Right. And she, they show a past battle between Nails and the Zano. Right, from episode two? Yes. Yeah. I think that's two. what it yeah. was. And he's like, look, your leader told me to kill him yeah. if it went wrong. And she's like, well, that's too bad. Our home world was destroyed. We got nowhere to go. Now I'm going to destroy yeah, Earth. We need this planet. That's yeah. All it is. No, they don't even want the planet anymore. Like, if we're doomed to wander the universe, so are you guys. And it's like, well, no, we, we said, do you want to live here? And then you said no. And why? Well, come on. You guys are being <laughs> jerks. That's not nice. <laughs> A lot of it does come down to people being jerks. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> oh, that's insane. Yeah. So uh, then the uh, the robot shows up. The the, well, uh, the, U- she, the, the UFO. Yeah, she summons right. the UFO, which come turns itself via Into very a, ropey CG. Yes, it um, was very very bad. That was not great. Yeah. No. I mean, I got what they were trying to do. Right, and it might have been the best that they could do at the obviously. Time. Yeah, like that was that was definitely tiny budget. Make it as quick as you can, like because so they did. It was like oh look, big, 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 monster, like, yeah, 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 yeah. giant robot. And okay, the giant robot starts blowing stuff up very well. Okay, the thing where he puts his hand out and the missiles go. The little rockets go up. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when we watched Giant Robo, the giant soccer with his flying robot? Yes. And. Same exact stuck his hand, And yeah. he does the same, same thing. thing. He does this. 
He puts his, he shoots his yeah. arms back. He swivels back and forth. I realize that now that I'm saying he does this. I'm on a podcast. No one can see this. <laughs> he swivels his arms. I'm back swiveling and forth. my torso back with my arms out, like imagining that missiles are shooting hands. out of my fingertips. Yes. Uh, if you've seen Johnny Sock on a flying robot, you know what I'm talking about. If, if not, you've it's... seen this, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah. So I was like, somebody. That's that's deliberate. Oh, absolutely. It has to be it delivered. It has to be delivered. Now, maybe that is the best way to do it, again, at the time. No, but, but they I would have seen they would have seen Johnny Sacco. Yeah. You know, we, we could use that concept. Yeah. I think that was a little, like, loving wink to, like, hey, let's do a giant robot thing. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Let's face it. They put stuff in... The Millennium Falcon appears in a Star Wars... In a Star Trek movie. Yes. Uh, so does R2-D2. In, like, the debris of something. Yeah. The the TARDIS appears in... Oh, what was it? Hitchhiker's Guide? Oh, I'd have to look again to see the TARDIS. Yeah. I know it's probably just going to be a split second, but I'd have to watch it. And there's... Yeah, there's little stuff like that. Like, people who make science fiction are nerds. Yeah. And we like to put stuff that we like into other stuff we're making. Yeah, like, yeah, Easter eggs. Exactly, Easter eggs. Um, So, the, the heart... Uh, members cannot fight the Zamu Revenger. By the way, that is the the name of the robot is the Zamu Revenger. Yes, I know. Which is a water <laughs> straight out of a Warner Brothers cartoon. <laughs> and I present Zamu Revenger. Oh, absolutely. Who now? Absolutely. Um. So Genki uh, gets himself out of the hotel room. Right. By because he's shooting shot at it, the right. case. Which now? Okay. Now the case. Breaks, which means he can run away. Right, and then he goes to. Where does he get the Estrella from? Does he get it from the lady? No, I don't remember. No, he got it. Um, did she leave it there? No. What happens is seven twenty one appears and somehow gets the Estrella. Oh, throws it to him. Oh yeah, because he appears and starts fighting. Um, he starts fighting the the Zamu that the. Was the was the right. scientist lady? Right. Yeah, I remember that. I also like the fact that he shows up as human sized seven twenty one, because that is of tribute very much to the original Ultra Seven, who frequently okay. shows up human sized. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And it's I like that. I love. <laughs> I love when that happens because they're always like seven, something something over here, and he's like, yeah, right on it. It's the weirdest thing to see people interacting with an ultra that's people sized. People sized, yes, yes. And that was the one thing that I didn't particularly like. I mean, even though I did like the Netflix series, the fact that the ultra wasn't gigantic. Yeah. It was like, no, I want the ultra to be gigantic. So do I. But that's. I watch Ultraman for giant monsters. Yeah. And yeah. blowing up buildings. And what, and you know, the wanton destruction, basically. That's, that's all I need. Yeah, that's all, that's all I need. That's all I want is a little bit of indiscriminate <laughs> property damage. Is it too much to ask? Obviously. <laughs> um, so, uh, Naos does not stand a chance against the Zamu. Right, because the Zamu is ridiculously strong. He tries everything, and every time he tries to hit him, it hurts Naos more than it actually hurts the Zamu. Right, but before the alien retreats, she says that one of the heart members was given a command bracelet, and its destruction would stop the Revenger. Right. So Ultra right. quickly tracks down our our missing heart members uh, and uh, destroys the bracelet. Right, which then stops the monster. Yep. The 
Ultraman breaks the shield that was around the monster. Right. Oh, that was a nice effect too. Which yeah. Like when it broke and it, it fell to like little energy pieces on the yeah. ground. Yeah, that was neat. Very, very cool. Yeah, and then he punches it in the eye. Yes, and the monster falls. Right. Again, doesn't blow up. No, no it just no. falls down. So now we got yet another monster. <laughs> we gotta get the monster cleaning crawl. So hey guys. Yeah. Like we missed one. Like yesterday's episode, and it dawned on me when he was flying away. Like, could they not just like? No one at heart is, like, sitting around coming up with ideas to try to get rid of these monsters and goes, hey, maybe the next time we see Naos, we could ask him to, like, just move the carcasses. Take the monster to the ocean so we don't have to clean it up. Or, you know, here's a crazy idea. Chuck it into space. Like. Anything. Where we don't, like, it could burn up on on re-entry or something. Exactly. Do what they did in Superman 4. Throw it at the sun. We don't care. Yeah, there you go. Oh, God, Superman. <laughs> Bad movie, I know, Ooh. but it's the only one I could think of off the top of my head real quick. Did, uh, did you ever see um, the Canon Films documentary, Electric Boogaloo? No. No. I think it is still on Netflix right now. Um, I'll have to look at it. It's great. Is it? Oh, it's great. Oh. It is. It covers that. It covers Masters of the Universe. It covers all the old Chuck Norris. And apparently they used to keep two script piles. One for Chuck Norris and one for Charles Bronson. They'd be like, "Yeah, it's Bronson." Oh yeah, okay, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And these two Israeli guys were like, "We'll make up a title. We'll make up a poster. We will sell that movie. We will get funding for it, and then we will make something resembling that film." Wow. Yep. Wow. The Golan Globus films, like. Wow. Missing in action, yeah. all that stuff. That's how they did it. That's, wow. Yeah. Some of them were wow. acceptable. <laughs> a lot of them weren't. I can't think of a great, a truly great no. canon film. But that's fine. Cobra? I never saw Cobra, I don't think. Crime is a disease, I'm the cure. You know, so. Oh, no. Then, uh, well, I don't know, I can't. the universe in retrospect, not terrible. Um, I refuse to watch it again. I've seen it once. That's all I I will give. That, I can't do it. Can't Apparently, do it. Stallone came and was visiting him for something else. He at the at the filming during that right. and saw Dolph Lundgren. He was like, "You gave him lines? Like, <laughs> like mm, I don't know, fellas. Like, bad idea. Yeah. But it's if you don't if it's not on it if it's not on uh, Netflix right. I have it on DVD because okay, it was a dollar. Okay. And I was like, yeah, well, a I'm dollar, not, not buying that for a dollar. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a great guys. If you have not seen Electric Boogaloo: The Story of Canon Films, it I is have to look it up. Amazing. And of course, here I go again, writing it down because you know I'm going. Yeah, to of course, it. it's amazing. Um, but yeah, so let's do our monster minutes. Go for it. The second alien Zamu. She's got pincer claws, super strength, lightning bolts, um, green lightning bolts from its palm, even in human disguises. Um, it can read memories for undercover purposes. Well, that makes sense because okay, yeah, they have to have face. memories. They can perform suicide by self evaporating. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, th- apparently, I thought. I thought that was the monster transporting itself back to a ship or something. Remember when she's like, "Oh, you know, you can stop the you can stop the Revenger by breaking the thing," and then she right. sort of disappears. Yeah. No, she killed herself. <sighs> it's a little dark. That's very. That took dark. a turn. That's very dark. I now. did not realize that. I didn't know that at all. 
while not physically, the death of the Zamu leader seems to have had a psychological breakdown to the mentality of the Zamu as she willingly gives in to despair and pessimism. Okay. Alright. Um, this was the last appearance of alien uh, Zamu. See, now I would like him to come back. I would was a very some, good yeah. design monster. It's a great looking monster. Um, I'd love to see more Zamu. If you're listening, more Zamu. <laughs> Yeah. We know they're listening. Uh, they apparently put stuff so, on yes. Ross. Yeah. <laughs> the Zamu Revenger. Uh, it is a category robot, in case you're wondering. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was worried. I was worried it was also a mushroom monster. <laughs> oh, God. 43 meters, 35,000 tons. Uh, Homeworld is planet Earth, I suppose. Sure. Uh, affiliation is Alien Zamu. That's a shock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh god no let's see here uh, oh in vehicle mode it is 25 meters long 4,000 tons okay in the flying mode yeah okay yeah. fair enough okay your your physics brain is going to explode in a second go ahead <laughs> okay remember the weight of 4,000 tons okay yeah okay yeah, sure. height is 56 meters in it's transformed mode which fine it unfolds right Right. And it right. somehow gained 52,000 tons. <laughs> sure. 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 Hey, yeah. Okay. Yeah, what? Is it all gas? I don't understand. <laughs> like, what the... Wait, what? Oh, <laughs> God. All right. Sure. sure. It makes no sense. <laughs> None, <laughs> but its, its powers are the laser cannons, which was cool because yeah, uh, cool. it had the claws and it made it like a maser sort of like they connected yep. and then fired out. Yeah, fingers out. Uh, the missiles, um, and the shield. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. Good stuff. I'm gonna try Very to. Cool monster. I'm gonna try to see if I can copy the the GIF of the missiles and, and put, put it, it on, on the Facebook page. Okay. I don't know if that's That'd a possibility. Cool. We'll I, see. I don't know how that works. I don't know either. I'm not that smart. I can save the image. I don't know if it'll save the whole thing. Eh, we're going to find out. <laughs> that's fine. Um, but yeah, so uh, definitely uh, I like the fact this that they brought back episode. another monster. Yes. I would like to see this monster again, I yeah. have to admit. But I do like the fact that he was there. Yeah. And, and now, it just it, it, it provides continuity. Yes. But now, to ask a question that I'm not sure of... Was this blonde guy in other Ultra series, or is is he going to be continuing as our Ultra Seven Twenty One? Oh, I don't think series? so. No, I don't think okay. so. I think Ultra Seven Twenty One's thing is he incapacitates a human temporarily and then takes his form. Oh, okay. okay. To like to like be incognito, and then, I got yeah, you. yeah, yeah. I got because uh, let's look at Robert Scott Shields' IMDb real quick. Go ahead. And people at I'm, home are like, really? Okay, that what we're going to do now? Yeah, this, this is what, if you haven't figured this out, this is exactly what we do. <laughs> There's a rabbit hole. He's, okay, we're in it. He's still working in Japan. Good for him. Uh, well, no, wait, that was 2001. He, he has... Uh, the Great Buddha Arrival has been completed, and he is now in that. Uh, okay, good. Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. He does not, he's not listed. It's weird. He's not in it. Okay. Not listed as more... Uh, in more of the Ultra series. Do they have his television shows? That's the, I don't see that, but... See, uh, then that would be where it Robert would be. Robert Scott Field. 
Ultraman. Let's do that. that oh! Because uh, you would think it would give his television appearances, maybe, but it might not because it's in Japan. It's not American television. Right. I don't know how that works. Yeah, oh, I would like to see the... Well, if it doesn't have it, I mean, there's nothing we can do about that. That's all we, you know, we can only look at what we can only look at. Yeah, it's not helping me. No. I'll no. say that. <laughs> I got you. So, I got you. Yeah. I, that's, see, now that's someone else I could ask to have on the show. Yes. Once we get this remote recording thing going properly. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how that works. I'm, I'm, in, I'm uh, researching a couple of new options right oh, now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, um, one of them is conference calling. That would work. Yeah. Okay. I mean, apparently, there's a there's a service oh, right. that lets let you record it online. Okay. Supposedly very high fidelity. Okay. So, I Fair don't enough. know. I could be wrong. We'll see. We'll find out. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so uh, that's it for, uh, what did I say? This is day six? Yeah. Day six of the 12 Days of Ultraman. Um, on behalf of the Science Patrol, I'm Rich Conroy. I'm Pat Rooney. Sally Ford. Take care, everybody. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast. <laughs>